Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the KC Squared Podcast. It's It's all there. My name's Keaton. I'm Carson. And I'm also Carson. The KC Squared Podcast is returning once again after another brief hiatus. We've taken several brief hiatuses. It's fine. We Um, back. We back. And now we're going to, Carson, once again, we're going to tip off, Carson's going to tip off our March Madness segment. What do you got, Carson? Right before I do that, I'd like to welcome all of our fans to expect another brief hiatus as we go go to March Madness, as we go to spring break. Anyway, March Madness, we are almost here. The college basketball season starts in November. Selection's like in nine days. I know I'm in the vast minority. I like college basketball more than I like the NBA. I love it. It's a growing minority. It's, it's a growing minority. Growing minority. March That's... Madness, I would say there's a fine argument for it being one of the best sporting tournaments in the world. It's so exciting. 68 teams trying to go because the first four and the 64 all trying to get down to that one team. <laughs> anyway, we're finally here. We're just starting conference tournaments. Today, we've prepared a little segment for you since there's so many teams to say who is everybody's top two team and... Who is our team that we think will do some upsets and go the farthest in the tournament that is not expected to do well? Keaton, who are your top two teams and upset team of the tournament? All right, all right, all right, all right. Listen, get this, get this. My number one team, my number one team, obviously, it's the obvious choice, Kansas. Kansas is the number one basketball school. They have a terrible football team. They got a terrible baseball team, I'm pretty sure. On the come up, though, with Les Miles. On the come up, though. On the come up, though. I love to see Kansas win. You love to see it. You love to, You just love to see it because all their other sports teams are garbage, so seeing Kansas basketball succeed in despite of all their other sports is pretty amazing. Um, so they're obviously my number one seed. They're the pretty much, they're always like the one, two, or three seed like yeah. going in. They're, you know, consistent powerhouse, a dynasty, if you will, even. College one, basketball, one, even blood, college, sure. college, yes. college basketball dynasty. Uh, and then my number two team, listen, I know I'm planning on going to Florida State next year, but I promise you, there's no bias in the selection. There's no bias <laughs> in the selection at all. My number two team for the college basketball playoff has got to be Florida State University. It's because, listen, they got a good, they got a good solid team. They're on the come up. They've had a very established coach. He's been there for like, like 10 or 50. He's been there a really long. He's been there a minute. He's, he's, there he's established. Their team he's has been there. slowly on the come up. They have a lot of... Not to mention they have a lot of upperclassmen on the team right now, a lot of seniors. So this is kind of their window right now. If they want to do something, they got the team to do something, certainly. And you guys mentioned who who's my upset team going to be. Well, listen, if I got to pick one upset team, it's got to be UCLA. Now UCLA, UCLA, they weren't they weren't nobody was expecting them to make it, but all of a sudden they go on this tear. They won like ten games, ten out of eleven, ten, or something ten out of eleven like games in a row. They're they're on a tear, kind of out of nowhere. All of a sudden, they've swept their, they sneedled their way into the playoffs, and I think they're the upset team that's gonna at least do a little bit of damage. I don't think they're gonna be, you know, they're not gonna win the the chip, so to speak. But I think they'll do all right. All right, back to me. So my top two teams, my obvious number one choice is Baylor because right. yes, yes, they lost to Kansas. Yeah. Yes, it was extremely close. Yes. Facts. Yes. Now. Baylor has been going through some offensive problems at the end of the year. For sure, I for see sure. that. I see that. Yeah. A lot of people think yeah. they're trending downward. You got, but you they play basketball. Or basketball. They play they defense play better than anybody in the country, I would argue. If their offense rebounds, which I think it will, I think that they will have time to play. They might. They may not get the number one overall seed, but they'll probably small. get the two or the three number one seed. And then from there, I think they have some easy matchups to ease their way in. Their offense picks up, and they go really far. My number two team, Louisville. Another team trending 
uh, they were better at the beginning of the season, trending down. They have the raw talent to go very far in the tournament. I can't. Obviously, they could falter out and be one of your upset teams in the first two rounds. But just on talent alone, I had to pick them for one of my championship teams. Now, my upset team, Providence. These guys also weren't expected to make the tournament. Hot take. Go on the road to Villanova. Beat Villanova. Stay at home against Xavier. Beat Xavier. They beat tournament teams regularly these days. Trending up. I want to say, I guarantee they win in the first round against probably a higher seed. Because they'll probably get like a 9-10 seed, have to play like an 8-7. I think they win that game. I think they pull a big upset against one of the top 1, 2, 3, 4 seeds. I don't think that they win the bracket, but they could be in the final game or the... They'll definitely make it to the second weekend is what I'm saying. On to you, Carson. So, I thought about it for a while. And I'm looking at the games that I've watched this year. And the one team that's definitely stood out to me above all of them has to be Dayton. It's their, their, and when I'm watching college basketball, contrary to what you were thinking about Louisville with their talent, a lot of what I think goes into be, being not only just a good team, a great team in college basketball, is you've got to have that experience and you've got to have the, the flow of the team. That, I think that, like the flow of the team, I think that works a lot better than just the raw talent. And I think you see that when guys like DeAndre Ayton at Arizona flunked out of the um, tournament a few years ago pretty early on, a lot earlier than everyone expected. I think you've got to be able to blend as a team and be able to fight against adversity chemistry. like that. Chemistry. Chemistry. And that's why I'm going with Dayton. I think they have a standout in Obi Toppin that's probably going to go in the top 10 of the draft easily. But I think also, when you look at that supporting cast, it also does make a lot of sense as to why they could make it all the way. Especially depending on how the rest of their bracket in their individual seating looks out. Number two, another blue blood of the um, college basketball universe, like we've been talking about, is Gonzaga. They're always kind of hanging around there. They don't play the best teams the regular season in their conference, but they do always show up for March Madness, and I expect them to do that again and make it to the championship this year once again. Now, my team that I think will not project it to go all the way, but I think could definitely make a run at their bracket, kind of like Carson was talking about with Providence, is the University of Florida. They started the season off pretty cold, which kind of kept them away from being one of the higher seeds in the nation. But if you've kind of been watching them the past few weeks, they started to play really, really well. They've shut down Anthony Edwards and UGA just a few nights ago on their senior night, no less. And I think if they can get through the SEC tournament, play pretty well there, I think they can have a good enough uh, seeding where they can kind of make a run. A little bit. Now, we're going to be talking about baseball. Keaton, go. All right, so everybody knows we spoke on this a little bit on our last podcast. Um, or the podcast for that. I don't remember exactly. But we've definitely talked about the Astros and their cheating scandal. We have banging, banging on we trash have. cans, stealing signs from the other team. And just as we thought, the MLB universe is making them pay for their crimes, for their, their sins. Karma. Their karma. The karma. Their karma. The Astros have been hit by a pitch. in spring. We're just in spring training right now. We're not even in the regular season yet. But Astros pit players have been hit by more pitches than any other team in spring training right now. Even people that weren't even a part of the 2017, they're still getting hit by pitches. <laughs> Brings yeah. a smile to my face. Brings a smile, a smile to everybody's face. Especially because, all things considered, the MLB really didn't punch them as much as they... I don't know as, as they should have, but as they could have. They could have. Um, they could have punished them a lot harder than they did. Um, and strip the championship. They yeah, still have Rob, Ma- Rob Manfred, commissioner of the MLB, did say 
hey, we didn't we, maybe we didn't punish them as much, but the punishment they're going to get from the media and the fans and other teams is going to be enough to make up for. It. And so far, they're getting that punishment. It hasn't been very nice for them. And a little bit of a little bit of the baseball gods in action. Uh, just during spring training earlier, they were unveiling their nice to uh, I don't know their their championship world banner. Um, they were unveiling it. They had like a cloth covering. You know how they do when they unveil the banner, stuff like that. The cloth didn't come off. They were like three, two, one. They counted down. Didn't come off. That's baseball gods in action. They were ready for it. <laughs> Another example of baseball gods in action. So when they bang on the trash cans, they get the sign of what the pitch is. So a fan <laughs> decided to be funny to yell at a pitch. He yelled curveball, and then the Astros player struck out looking on a fastball. <laughs> so beautiful Dude. moment. Beautiful moment. Thank you, baseball gods. Astros. There was another one. There's another one. Where I think it was. I think it might have been like George Springer or somebody. He came up to bat and he was getting against the Phillies in spring training. He was just getting booed out of his mind. He was down by like he he had two strikes on him. A pitch came in. He swung for the fences. He swung so hard that he fell over and he was absolutely whipped on. I was like, oh, it's so nice to see. So nice to see. All right, now we got some more some more fun stuff to talk about over in the NFL football world. Carson, what do you got there? So NFL football obviously ended with the Chiefs and 49ers. Pretty exciting Super Bowl a few weeks ago. I don't know if we talked about that on the podcast, but I think we might have missed it was it. exciting. It was exciting. We're and now it. we have the most overdramatic portion of the NFL calendar year. Silly season. And that is free agency and the lead up to it. Obviously, the main locally, the big topic is Jameis Winston. Just a few hours away in Tampa Bay, he's has just come off of one of the most exciting, is that the word for it? Entertaining. Years? That's a nice, entertaining. Way, to, that's a nice way to put it. Universally entertaining. entertaining years in NFL history. 30 for 30. 30 for 30 interceptions, touchdowns. And so a lot of the Bucks fan base is a little bit divided on where they actually see him fitting into this team for the future or whether he should even be there at all. And uh, like, like Keaton has mentioned, Teddy Bridgewater, obviously, is rumored to be going to Tampa Bay. We haven't seen exactly what's going to unfold with that, so we will it's, keep... At, at this point, everything's just kind of rumors. It's rumors that yeah. Jameis is leaving, Jameis is staying. Rumors that Teddy Bridgewater might be coming. Rumors that Jameis is staying and Teddy Bridgewater is coming. It's There's no solid information yet. Nobody really knows what's going on. Bruce Arians and Jason Licht won't talk to anybody about anything, so nobody really knows what's happening. Um, but... It's just all rumors. Welcome to the drama of free agency. Silly season. <laughs> the drama of free agency. And even even a bit more dramatic than that is the Tom Brady fiasco. He's had a very, very, probably the best, best career of any guy to ever do it with New England over these past almost two decades. But now it seems as though it might be coming to an end. We're not really sure. Maybe... Same, same thing with the Jameis Winston. Nobody really knows what's going yes. on. It because, is all hearsay. Because Bill all Belichick. they said, he said, you know. Yeah, reporters saying that Tom Brady had a meeting that went badly with Belichick, and then another one saying he didn't even have a meeting on that day. So we really don't know what's going on with but, Brady. Yes. And there's even talks that they might do a swap. Brady and the 49ers. Swap Brady goes to the 49ers, <laughs> and Garoppolo goes to the Patriots. All sorts of things might happen with Brady. We have no idea. Well, I mean... Listen, it's he did FaceTime the Titans head coach, was it? Mike Vrabel, yes. Mike Vrabel, At a yes. Syracuse basketball game. Very interesting. And then Julian Edelman, not, not yeah, yeah, Julian Edelman. Yeah, yeah, he was there. Yeah, he said that Tom Brady, he was like, he's coming back. And Tom Brady said something. Nobody really knows what it was. We need some lip, lip reading and, uh, experts. It looks there. like he said he's not. Who knows? Who knows? That's what the world I'm not. We're not lip reading experts, but one speculates. <laughs> that's what he said um but who knows at this point it's all it's all mystery and rumors and uh, yeah. oof. yes that, that is a good word a lot it. of oof 
Um, some other things. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, just bit free agency in general. That'll it's really just starting up. That'll keep going. Yeah, it'll get more and more dramatic as we get closer yeah. to the actual thing going down. Maybe maybe at the end of our next hiatus, we'll talk about the free agency. We'll wrap up free agency and that kind of stuff. Do a little bit of an update. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> an update of follow. up Also, we'll be able to update. Uh, we'll probably do a middle of March Madness podcast since yeah. March Madness starts over spring break probably, probably yeah. at the start of it or like yeah. like the very start like we could yeah like. we'll be able to cover the first weekend mm-hmm. and then before the second weekend starts yeah yeah for sure. for sure for sure for sure we'll see if our teams actually made it out of the first game <laughs> alright well thank you for listening to the KC Square podcast and we will cover Brantley Sports yes we'll next time. time we so promise thank you for hanging with us through our brief hiatuses um, there's another one coming with spring break <laughs> But after that, we're going to get back into We're sw- back to business. Back in the swing back I know we've said business. that every single time. But, but this time's real. real. This time, this time, time is real. for real. And we're, we're even being honest with you, saying that there's a hiatus first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're being transparent. We're being clear with you. Thank you for watching KC Squared. It's, it's off, off the air. air. One more thing that I wanted to add. Uh, just a quick quote for your day. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Kanye West. <laughs> Kanye West. Such a poet, ladies and gentlemen. Thank Amen. you for listening.